This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Insights in Accounting. Insights in Accounting. Sponsored by Iris. Welcome to Insights in Accounting with me, Rob Brown. We have guest host Lucy Coyne, who's been appearing on quite a few of these since we put Martin Bissett out to seed and retired him early. He will be making occasional appearances, but Lucy, great to have you with us. Good. Thanks for having me, Rob. I hope um, I hope Martin doesn't take that too personally. <laughs> Martin is uh, has got very thick skin. As my business partner and general co-host on Accounting Influencers, many of our guests will know who Martin is and many of our listeners as well. But we're bringing you in, Lucy, particularly because you are doing this. You own an accounting firm, Mazuma. Tell us a little bit about that firm for listeners that don't know. Yeah, so I started Mizuma in 2006 when I was the ripe old age of 23, uh, so young and not as cynical as I am now. And we were the UK's first ever subscription-based accounting firm for small and micro businesses. So we specialise in the um, high volume, low fee end of the market. So real kind of what we call compliance plus. So very compliance driven services for small businesses, micro businesses and self-employed people. And that's all we do. You're also part of ProNation, which is launching very soon with Will Farnell and Carl Reedy. Tell us quickly about that, Lucy, as well, because I know you're very excited about it. I'm so excited about ProNation. I feel so privileged to be part of it. I feel like it's a a real treat. Um, Yeah, so ProNation is essentially the accounting community I think you wish you'd found sooner. It's uh, a set of people who have all built large practices, myself, Carl and Will, all from very different directions. And we've reached a point in our lives where we want to, we've made all the mistakes, we've learned all the lessons, well not all of them, there's probably plenty to come. And we want to share that with other people, but recognising that three heads are better than one and that we hope we can offer some value um, that people, people have different ideas and different um, ways to approach problems and challenges. And that's kind of what we're hoping to um, give to the accounting community. We were having a little rant off air about the people out there that supposedly are there to influence and help the accounting profession, but they've not really lived it. They've not been through it. They don't really get the life of the the audience they're addressing. Yeah, one of my bugbears is not taking into account the personal circumstances of your audience. I think it's very easy to come across as a little bit crass or uh, unsympathetic it's very easy to say well I did this and so it should work for you and not understand that everyone's got very different challenges I think the um the example I gave to you off air was you could get two people uh I'm not qualified to talk about this at all by the way so just put my hand up there not a dietitian but you get two people of exactly the same height and uh so two people exactly the same height as me and we could eat exactly the same calories every day exactly the same macro macronutrients and do exactly the same exercise and we would still look entirely different because of all kinds of factors genetic stress hormones sleep all kinds of stuff you can't just say this is how you do it and you will definitely get that result you have to go what's your challenge what are you facing and how can we help you overcome those things with the resources and unique abilities that you have and i think that's more valuable And that's the essence of this Insights in Accounting podcast goes out every Tuesday where we take 
elements of the news and comment on them and give some practical applications for the accounting practitioners, bookkeepers, and the fintech professionals that surround them. And uh, a piece has caught your eye on mental health today, Lucy, and you're very outspoken on mental health. You're very on the record with it. Just give us a little bit of context for this piece. Yes. So I read this piece about mental toughness. We talk a lot uh, in the business world about resilience, mental toughness, you know, what we used to call you know, sometimes stiff upper lip or learning from your mistakes or all that kind of stuff. I'm very open about my own mental health challenges. I've been a depression sufferer. I'm an ongoing anxiety sufferer. Sometimes it's a superpower. Sometimes it's a massive pain in the behind. And I learn to work with it. I have my good days, my bad days. I learn to be incredibly productive on the good and give myself a break on the bad. But this mental toughness piece I found very interesting because I am a big believer. and It gave me pause for thought, actually. I'm a big believer in learning from mistakes. I believe in failing forward. I believe in looking at you uh, doing a post-mortem on mistakes and understanding where it went wrong why it went wrong and what we can do I've got a sporting background so you always used to if I competed you we used to watch videos performance see how things went did you make the wrong selection attempts was your form off all this kind of stuff so as someone coming from both that business and sporting background analysis of what went wrong is really important but this piece talks about when you can get fixated on what went wrong and actually, as an anxiety sufferer and someone who has a bit of a tendency to catastrophize, see patterns where patterns don't exist. Well, this went wrong last time, so I'm definitely not going to do that again because that meant that this happened, then that happened. I actually thought it was quite interesting because it's good to, anal- to analyze what went wrong and learn from it. But actually, you have to learn to let go of it to a certain extent. You can't continue to carry that forward with you. And I think there's a really good example in certain sports. I like sporting analogies for this sort of thing. Tennis is one that always gets me. When you watch, uh, I've watched Andy Murray play tennis and go from two sets down to winning. I hope that's true. I'm pretty certain I saw that. I saw that. And you think, how did he do that? How did he go from losing point after point after point after point to 15 minutes later, moving on to the next one and not letting it rattle him? And this is that. This is his mental toughness in action and applying it in the right way. You can't keep dwelling on the mistake you've just done. You learn from it. You adjust and you change course if you need to but you can't let it then dictate the next move you make or let you make that next move in fear. And this piece talks about that and and a few strategies to kind of control that voice inside your head and not let it kind of overwhelm you. There's a school of thought that says winning every time doesn't really teach you anything. As a former high school math teacher, I've known stories of my pupils going home with exam results saying I got 49 out of 50 and their parents would ask, guess what? Where did you lose a mark? What happened to the other one? Yeah. Yeah. What did you get wrong? Why didn't you get the A? Why did you only get a B plus? So they're focusing on what didn't happen or what went wrong, which you can see that they want the kids to do really, really well. But goodness, let's focus on what they do do well. One motivational speaker called Stephen Head had this wonderful slide, became quite famous, where he's showed it to the audience. He said, one times four is four, two times four equals eight, three times four equals 11, four times four equals 16. And he asked the audience, what do you notice about this? And of course, they all said the same thing, this tendency to pick on what didn't go right. So is this counterintuitive what this piece is saying, Lucy? I think it's just it's just giving you a moment to think about how you deal with failure or perceived failure or challenges. And it's expectation management for yourself. So there's a there's an analogy I like as well, which is about the, the gain and the gap. So you set yourself a target of, I don't know, hitting £100,000 of sales or something for the year, whatever it is, and you you get to £90,000. You started at nothing. You got all the way to 90. You did all that work. But the bit that we'll fixate on 
is that missing 10? Now, there's something in there because you could look at the 90 and go, well, I should have taken more calls or perhaps I didn't close that meeting properly or maybe I need to do more follow up. Absolutely. But let's spend a little bit of time celebrating what we did do well. And yeah, sure, we can learn from the next bit. I think it's also um, important to ha have a way to process when things go wrong. So if you don't perform well, if you you mess up in a job interview or you you bumble the, the close of a deal and it, you had it and then you talked yourself out of it, because we quite often do that. We talk ourselves out and we give too much and then they've, they've left. Even if a date goes badly, anything, it's good to kind of do a bit of post-match analysis, but let's not live there. Let's not, you know, find to be a mess for a bit, but let's not live in that mess. Let's kind of move on and take it with us in a positive way. And I think that's the... The, that's the message in the piece that I really liked. And accountants is a breed. They're very binary in that an answer is right or wrong. I know from my maths teaching, some kids love maths because it was right or wrong. It wasn't like English where it was subjective or history where it was interpretation. So accountants are in a world where perfection is pretty much attainable. You can get an audit right. It's hard to get an audit wrong, really. So given that they are in a mistake-free environment, and in a sense, they're punished for mistakes, then where can they make mistakes? Where do they go wrong? They go wrong in the places that are periphery to the technical activities they do. So a mistake within you know, debits and credits is easy to see, first of all, and easy to correct. We know how to do that. We're rules people. We're following strategy people. The numbers is what we do. And like you said, there's a, there is a right or a wrong answer. That a balance sheet either balances or it doesn't. And that's that. You can, of course, categorise things in the wrong places, maybe think something is tax deductible when it's not, all those sorts of things. But again, you know, the stakes are, for a, a lot of the clients, certainly that we do, the stakes are relatively low. You know, the things are easily uh, corrected. You've got a lot of time to do it. There are very few accounting emergencies. Uh, so we're not kind of at that life or death scenario where a mistake can veer you off course hugely it's quite easy to course correct at an early stage or as soon as you notice it and then you're done where we do make mistakes is in the other stuff it's in our well recognizing that we have to do sales in the first place it's in managing our people it's in taking on clients it's in managing expectations it's in the way that we speak to clients it's in recognizing that our clients don't really care about all the ins and outs and direct debits and credits and you know, pounds and pence everywhere they care about you picking up the phone when you say you're going to, or they care about you being fully present in a meeting. They assume the rest is going to be right because that's a minimum standard, but they care about how you make them feel. And that's where we go wrong. And that's where we lose trust and faith from our clients. It's not in the technical abilities. I say I see very few accountants lose clients because they've made a technical error. They lose them because they've rubbed them up the wrong way somehow, or they've not understood the client's position and, and had that empathy for where they're coming from, or they've spoken to them in accountant speak and not translated it to English and have alienated them somehow. And those are, and I don't like the fact they're called soft skills. I like to call them enterprise skills. They lose, they don't have the enterprise skills. And that's an area that if you develop those, your practice will fly. That's a very good point because the numbers, fine, but the human side of things, Humans are complex, emotional creatures driven by whim and idiosyncrasies and your weapons are not mine and your personality is not mine and everybody's different and best practice has gone out of the window. There's no one way to handle all of the people. So when you look at accountants as a breed, technically super smart, but when the social human side comes into it, some of them are found wanting. It's not a natural part of their skill set and it's not why they came into the profession by and large. So if mistakes are going to be made, Failures are going to happen. Nobody is immune from getting it wrong. So this piece, and we will put a link to it in the show notes, speaks to how 
much weight they put on failure and how much time they dwell on it before moving forward. Yeah. And I love the phrase in it that says, talk to yourself in the third person, like a tough coach. So if anyone's done coach or done, has had a coach or has been this, again, I go back to sports teams, that kind of thing. I remember some of the, the best coaches I've had, if I'd failed a lift or I'd failed something, they get me by the shoulders and they talk to me and they go, you've got this, it, you I believe in you. Yes, you didn't do it last time, but you're strong enough to do this. You can definitely do it next time. It was just a tiny adjustment. Just focus on this. And sure enough, you get it the next time. That's how we need to be speaking to ourselves. And that's it's it's kindness in failure. It doesn't mean you have to ignore failure or even accept it, but it just means you're kind to yourself in failure and then speak to yourself like a tough coach. I, I kind of love that. Just looking at the piece, it does mention that specifically. It also talks about the chatter. We hear a lot about self-talk. A conversation you have in your head and often we are our own worst critic and nobody is immune to that are they no and with you again we can be very self-critical it's really easy to make a mistake or knock a glass over or anything and, and those words you hear like, oh i'm such i'm so clumsy what an idiot i'm so stupid you'd never say that if somebody did the same thing in front of you and they accidentally knocked a glass over you never say you're such an idiot you're so stupid you'd never do that you'd never speak to your best friend the way you speak to yourself in the mirror every day. So let's just start treating ourselves like a best friend. If your best friend screws up, you're going to coach them through it. You're going to tell them all the great things about themselves. You're going to tell them how resilient and brilliant they are and that they can do it next time. Let's just take that for ourselves. And and yeah, that negative self-chatter, which it's in all of us. All of us has got this little inner Iago that tells us we can't or we shouldn't or leads us off course. Let's just you know quieten that down a bit and, re- and replace it with something different I heard a great one which is now I don't condone being late and I hate being late for things um but if for whatever reason you and we're all late sometimes if you are late and it's not your fault instead of saying sorry I'm late just being like thank you thank you for your patience in waiting for me it's the same result it's just reframing the situation slightly and little things like that I think make a difference in our self-talk and and how we view ourselves as we move through the world let's finish this off lucy with a couple of takeaways here accountants are under huge pressure we know they're busy we know they're standing in the gap between the businesses and clients that they serve and all the crazy things going on with the economy and the regulations and the government and everything else accountants are as much trusted advisors as they are therapists counselors coaches mentors trainers to their clients so there isn't a huge amount on their shoulders And with that pressure comes responsibility, comes a huge amount of power, but also a huge amount of things that can go wrong. And we have fragility, instability, mental uh, breakdown all the time, don't they? What would you say to them in closing that we can take from this piece? Learn your triggers. So learn the things that make you move to negative self-talk. You might not do it straight away, but it might be maybe you've had a bad night's sleep and you make a couple of silly errors and then you drop your car keys and suddenly you're in negative self-talk learn your triggers stop before you get there and just think about have some stock phrases you might say to yourself instead of being, oh, if you are a clumsy person uh instead of saying oh i'm so clumsy you could just say oh whoops or something silly that just changes that instead of labeling yourself with your own self-talk find phrases and stock phrases you go to to replace those and try to teach yourself to do those instead and silly things when you look in the mirror don't pick the one thing about yourself you don't like pick the five things you do and tell yourself about those every day likewise in the way you work instead of saying i'm very disorganized say but i'm an incredibly creative writer try to retrain yourself a little bit it's not going to happen overnight but take some time and 
if you can just be aware of it in the first instance, that's going to help, that's going to get you a long way down this road uh, into to, uh, not dwelling on failure, but using them as a real springboard for success. Miss Motivator Lucy Cohen, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us on the Insights in Accounting show today. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Insights in Accounting. Insights in Accounting. Giving you the edge, the latest news, analysis and recommendations in the accounting and fintech world. Sponsored by IRIS.